Can we turn to Psalm 108? I'm reading through the Psalms. I have been since beyond the back end of last year. I think the Psalms are a great place to go when you need God and you need uh, to understand where God is in the midst of humanity, in the midst of real life situations. I think the Psalms are a great place to camp out because you get life as its rawest in the Psalms, don't you? You get life in reality when you read about the life of, um, of David and others. Uh, there's something here that God highlighted to me. Why are we praying next week? Is it because we're wounded, we're desperate, we're at a loss? Uh, we need some help, of course. Is it because we want our ego massaged or we want to be validated as useful or important? Is it because we want the good stuff? We want the health and the wealth, the position, the kudos. All of those things are good. But I love reading the words of David and seeing his heart. Remember, David is a man after God's own heart. So if we can get an idea of the heart of David, we can get an idea of what it is to please God. Right? If we can, some, you know, start, of course, Jesus is the biggest example. We want to follow him. But David is a good example of if we want to please God, let's look at what David did. And thank God we live in a time where we can filter out all the, we're focusing on the attitude of his heart. Right? Amen. Let's read Psalm 108. My heart is steadfast, O God. I will sing and make melody with all my being. Awake, O harp and lyre. I awake the dawn. I will give thanks to God to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to, among, to you among the nations. For your steadfast love is great above the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth, that your beloved ones may be delivered. Give salvation by your right hand and answer me. God has promised in his holiness, with exultation I will divide up Shechem and portion out the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine, Manasseh is mine, Ephraim is my helmet, Judah my scepter, Moab is my washbasin. Upon Edom I cast my shoe. Over Philistia I shout in triumph. Who will bring me to the fortified city? Who will lead me to Edom? Have you not rejected us, O God? You do not go out, O God, with our armies. O grant us help against the foe. For vain is the salvation of man. With God we shall do valiantly. It is he who will tread down our enemies. Amen. This is the word of God. David teaches us so much about prayer, so much about praise, so much about how we should approach God in the midst of so many different situations. David knew what it was like to be on the mountain. He knew what it was like to be in the valley. He knew what it was like to be under attack, under threat. He knew what it was like to reign in freedom. And into all that he brings us lessons on how we pray and how we praise. And I think just real quick, all I'm going to do is a real quick summary of this, of this message because I just want to get on to talk about next week. But he begins, I think, he begins with a real determination about what he is going to do. I think this is a psalm, I think these are words that have not come naturally or easily to David. He is having to get hold of himself 
and make some very strong declarations. He's laying it on the line for himself. I get the impressions, and you'll get it as, you go, as we've been through the psalm. Things are not as they should be. And he had to assert some things both in and over himself. You know, when things are easy and serene and we're flying, we don't really have to try, do we? When things are good, it's so easy to come into worship or to come before everybody else and we're happy and it's like so serene and easy. Things come naturally to pray and to praise. We, it just flows. But sometimes we have to tell ourselves, this is what I'm going to do. And his language here speaks of one who is determined. My heart is steadfast. My heart is steadfast, determined. The core of me is not letting go, even though I'm surrounded by challenges. He says, I will sing with all my being, with all my soul. I will sing with all my being, with all my soul. My heart is in this fight and I'm bringing the rest of me with me to the fight. With all of my being. He says, awake. Be roused. Rouse yourself. Awake. He says, I'm not going to lounge in bed this morning. I'm going to get up and I'm going to play the lyre. And I'm going to play the harp. I'm going to wake myself up. I'm going to wake everybody else up. Do you like people in your house who pray that way? Do you have people, you know, or people who just make a noise in the morning? We've got our kids, our son back with us, don't we, love? In our house, you know, he's really quiet in the morning. It's lovely. <laughs> it's a joy. It's an absolute joy. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praise to you among the nations. For your steadfast love is great above the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. The following verse gives us the indication. Things are not great. He says, save us and help us with your right hand that those you love may be delivered. There's something going on in David's life right now. And he's telling himself, come on, David. Come on. I'm going to praise. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lift up the voice. I'm going to say that despite the fact I'm surrounded by enemies, this is what I'm going to say. You're higher than all the nations. We've done that this morning, haven't we? That's what we did this morning. Your name is higher. How many of us are in this kind of position where we're surrounded by stuff we don't like? So what, is, what do we choose to do this morning? We chose to do what David led us to do. I'm going to lift up your name. I'm going to lift up your name above all the enemies, above all those who are around us. So what we can see, the previous words of praise were not the cheap, costless, easy expression of a man floating on the clouds. They were words of faith and determination. They were words of faith and determination. And he allies his words of praise to declarations that assert what he believes and knows despite the questions and concerns. In verse 7 to 9, he exalts his God to his proper place, lifting him above all nations. 
He says, God has promised in his holiness with exaltation. I divide up Shechem. I portion out the valley of Sukkoth. All of these places, God, they're yours. They're yours. Even Moab is his wash basin. Who knows what that means? But I think it means he's in control. I probably could tell you what it might mean, but I'm just saying, what he says, God is in control. Surrounded by enemies, I don't know what's going to happen, but this I know, I'm going to wake myself to praise and I'm going to declare you are in control and it all belongs to you. Amen? Sometimes we've got to do that. Haven't we? Am I the only one? Do you, you always feel like praising? You always feel happy? You always feel, hey! Sometimes we have to say, awake. Come on! God is in charge. God is in power. And this model is very similar to what we looked at a couple of weeks ago when, jo- when Peter and John were released from prison. Do you remember we talked about that? They came together and they just declared God is above everything else. And uh, we believe in you and we, this is who you are. You rule over the earth. And I think this is the model we're going to use at every prayer meeting we have. I'm more than happy. If we have an hour together, we spend 40 minutes praising and declaring who he is. We have to ask him, we've got to make our requests, but we're going to spend as much time praising and making our declarations as we are bringing our requests. Because we've got to, in our hearts, we've got to know who we're praying to. And in the, in the midst of the journey, God gets knocked off top spot. Have you, seen, you found that? Things crowd in. Maybe I'm the only one that's struggling with this stuff, I don't know. You lot have got it sorted. Yeah, Amen. Remember, prayer is not about getting what we want. But for God to be positioned so that he can have what he wants. Prayer is not for me to get my way. Prayer is for me to help him get his way. You understand? You see what I mean? Prayer is not for me to get my way. Prayer is for, is for me to help him get his way. On earth. On earth. As it is in heaven. Amen. I was listening to a guy speak this week about the Lord's Prayer. It was really good. It was nearly as good as my stuff last year. But he, um, he, this man's very good. Uh, he was talking about a letter that a woman wrote to St. Augustus, St. Augustine, Bishop of Hippo in the 5th century. You heard of him? Interesting guy. Very interesting guy. And the, the question he has was, why do I pray the Lord's Prayer? And he says, you pray the Lord's Prayer to make you happy. I thought, that's an interesting response. What does that mean? He, pray, he, he said, very clever man. He wrote some amazing words, some of the most amazing words in, in godly literature. He said, you pray the Lord's Prayer to make you happy. How? Because as you pray, his will be done. As you pray, your glory be done. Then you have what you want. Then I line myself up with that. And I know I will always be happy if I live to get to him to get what he wants, from that point, I will always live free and happy. And he made the illustration of, um, of how we change as we pray. And we are to change as we pray. We're not to go in just to ask what we want, to ask what he wants, and then we change as we pray. And I think we have to get that right. It's all about what is it that you want, God? What is it that you are trying to do? I want to be happy. And we spend so much of our time going after things, things to make us happy. Money or work or jobs or advancement or getting, getting justice for what I think is wrong. 
when in the end, true happiness is centred in letting Jesus have his way in our life. Do you see what I mean? hope so. But now we come really to the crux of what I want to say in verse verse 11 or 12. Um, He says, he shows how desperate things are. It is not, is it not you, God, who have rejected us and no longer go with our enemies? Give us aid against the enemy for human help is worthless. There's real pressure, real problems. And yet, verse 10, in all of we've said, you know, he's, he's surrounded by enemies. He, he wants help from God. He wants, he, wants, he wants to find deliverance. He wants to find rescue. And yet, verse 10, this is the cry of his heart. Who will lead me to the fortified city? Who will lead me to Edom? Where is Edom? That's one of his enemies. That's one of the people he's fighting against. And he's saying, lead me there. I'm in trouble right now. I need deliverance. Why? Because I want to go and fight. And this is the point I want to make today as much as I can. Do you realize that we are meant to be engaging with the enemy? Do do we realize we are meant to be engaging with the enemy? And we can be so closed in on our lives, and this is important, I know it's important, that we just say, God, fix me. Just make things better for me. That would be nice. That would be good. But you know, who knows? The point of prayer, the point of being in the presence of God is that we are changed. Yes, he wants our lives to be good, but actually uh, the idea is that we engage with the enemy. And what Siji did yesterday in a simple humility and faith, I'm going to engage with darkness. It's somebody that needs Jesus. And why are we going to pray? We're not going to pray because we want a nice big church building. We're not going to pray because we want, just because we want... um, Answers for the past or healing, all those things are important. In the end, the end result of every encounter with God is that we engage with the enemy. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Do you see that from this? In all of the strife and trouble, he's saying, I want this sorted out, God. Why? Because I want to get after my foes. That's what I was born to do. That's the destiny I was born into. My point is this, that we as his followers, his disciples, are meant to be engaging with the enemy. Now that may not look like what Sidi did. It may not look like what Leah does in schools. It may not be overtly preaching the gospel. It may be a social calling that God has called you to, where you're, you're writing wrongs or injustices in the, in the name of Jesus. But the point is, we are meant to be engaging with the enemy. There's only one way the darkness is going to go back. It's when we take up our positions. Because he's left us this responsibility to go and take on the darkness and to drive him back. Every battle we fight is intended to lead to ground taken, darkness defeated, lives transformed. The pain of 2019, guys, it's not just about recovery. Right? It's not just about recovery. And I know some people in this congregation are really hurting and are really in a lot of pain, a lot of questions. I just want to say to you, the God, the one you need is Jesus Christ. He's going to help you and he's going to bring you healing. But it's not just about our recovery. It's about what the plan God has got to take ground out of what looked like disasters and to turn them into great things for his kingdom. Amen. Amen. And my question to myself is what am I going to do about that? And my question to you 
<laughs> my question to you is what are we going to do? So we're not going to pray just because we want some nice things, just because we want deliverance. We're going to pray because we want to be turned outwards to say, God, how do you want me to engage with the enemy? And Sunday mornings are great for that. You know, the last couple of weeks, we've really felt the presence of God amongst us. You know, it's been wonderful just to let go and praise. It's been really good, hasn't it? And, and the thing is, I guess the thing is, we've had loads of those kind of meetings back through the years. We, we have where we think God's really going to do something. You know, it's time to turn the God's really going to do something into God is doing something. Right? Because the point of Sunday morning is not just that we get our tickle, we get ourselves a tickle, as it were. Thank God he's a father that wants to thrill us. The point is we're energised and engaged to engage with the enemy when we step out. Amen? So I just want to set the scene of why we're praying today. We're praying because we are meant to be engaging with the enemy. We're meant to be taking him on. As David did, so are we. I do believe that rest and recovery is important. I do believe rest and recovery is important. God wants us healed. Right? He wants us to be walking in healing. And I don't think there's anything wrong. Maybe our stream or movement has not been great at doing rest. Um, every other um, church I integrate with, or liaise with now, they do this a lot better than we've done it in the past. They know the importance of resting, of healing, of reassessing where we are. And I think that's right for you. If you need that this morning, in this 21 days, I believe God is going to come and bring healing if you need healing. If you need wisdom, you're going to find wisdom. If you need encounter, you're going to find encounter. If you need more joy, if you need more peace, God wants to bring all of those things to us during these 21 days and beyond. But the cry of my heart for us is who will lead us to the fortified city? How are we going to get to that place where we're going to set the captives free? Amen? Amen? That's my heart. That's my heart. And that's why we're doing these 21 days. A lot of different reasons, but we are called to engage with darkness. And when the light comes to the darkness, it pushes back. Amen? And I'm not just talking about meetings. I'm talking about those times in our workplaces, those times when we're walking down the street, in our school buildings, wherever it is. I'm engaging with the enemy and seeing him driven off. That is what we want to see. That is what we want to find and we're coming into this time in that spirit it's time for living grace church um, to roar back as in oh, as in a lion i'm not overlooking as i say i'm not overlooking people that are hurt and people that, and, and we all are i'm dealing with it we all are dealing with that but it's time we roared back we're not going to sit and just say, poor us. We are going to engage with the enemy. And it begins in these 21 days. And I ask you to join me. Join together in going after what God has got for us. Amen? My heart in this time is, is that for three weeks, for 21 days, we just set aside specific time to be with Father, to be in his presence. Some of that time will be, um, we'll be together. 
Oh, there'll be opportunities for us to come together. Some of that time, it'll be opportunities for you to develop um, and to run your own time of, of encounters with God. Um, but I don't know if there's enough for everybody. Uh, we'll have some more next week. If you lose this, don't worry, we'll have some more um, next week. But what I've done, what we can see there over the three weeks, right at the beginning, we've just set, set times where we will be meeting together. Now, I said a couple of weeks ago and last week, I wanted to try and find a venue that we can meet together rather than kind of jumping around in this house or that house uh, so we know where we're going to be. And also it means if you want to meet early in the morning or late in tonight, we can do that. Uh, I want to thank Richard Lindley, who, uh, who works in Maltham with ECM. And I contacted their building and they said they couldn't help us because they don't do uh, less than six months lease. He had a word with their boss and they've allowed us to use a big room in Moulton Park, Business Park, um, for, for one month and we can have access to it 24 hours. Um, there's another possibility of somewhere else that I'm working on, which I think will be even better, okay? But um, we'll see where that goes. I won't tell you what it is. But at the moment, that's where we're going to meet and I'll get details to you of how we access that um, over the next week as well as we just sign up the lease and everything and get those details sorted out. But you can see through each week, there's Monday evenings, there's, there's a Tuesday morning, there's during the day, there's another opportunity for the morning. Um, so there's, what I'm trying to do is a lot of meetings, right? I will be at every one of them, I think. It is my birthday in a couple of weekends, so I'm not sure I'll do about that. But I'm going to aim to be at every one of them. So all I'm saying to you, if you want to join me, there are times you can join me. And I think it would be great if all of us said, at least once, if you can do this, not possible for everybody with children, I understand. If you can come at least once a week to one of these gatherings, that would be great. From next week as well, from next Sunday, it will start this next Sunday. It's there on the, on the 9th. Um, but now I'm not involved so much in singing. Right? These guys doing a great job taking that forwards. Bless Hazel and Rose and Judith and the gang. Um, but I'm going to be praying in the, in the Cogs room, just back there, on a Sunday morning from 10 till 10.20. Uh, if you want to join me just to pray into the service, um, then you can do that. So um, you can see various weeks going on. Um, we've got a, a, war, a prayer war, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, we'll finish on the 23rd we'll have food together here on the Sunday the 23rd uh, we will have food together you can see on here each week is going to be focusing on a different request okay so the first week we're going to be asking God for wisdom we need wisdom to know how to take some steps forward you might need wisdom in your own life your personal life but we're going to be going after wisdom and during the week I'll be sending out updates on how we pray and what we'll pray into the second week we're going to be praying for strength strength for me we've lost some significant strength in our church haven't we we've lost it and it's hard to replace it's hard to replace victor it's hard to replace jane uh, so we've lost strength i'm not being faithless in that okay i think that's just a fact we want strength to come in terms of new leaders at every level of the, of the church. We want strength in, in our spirits, in our character. We want the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So we're going after 
strengthening in people to be raised up and encountering God. And then the third week, we'll be focusing on a building. Again, just feel, I just want to get back to what is God saying to us about a building? Okay, I love this place. Thank God for it. Thank God for Peter. I love Western Favour Primary School. But I'd like our own building. Okay, that's what I'd like. And we'll get it. I'd just like it tomorrow. God may not want us to have it tomorrow. There might be things God wants to do first, in us or whatever. Um, but I want to get on to praying that. We want to hear what God has to say about our building situation. And then I've said, if you, if you want to pray together, we're going to pray together. I also like us to read together. Uh, we're doing this for 21 days. I did a very spiritual thing. I got before God for ages. I fasted and I prayed and said, God, show us what we can read together. And then I did a search on Google and said, how many books in the Bible have 21 chapters? And who knew it's John? So it's not very spiritual. But I think it would be really great if during these 21 days we were, we were all, we're all going to read a chapter of John every day. What are we doing? We're reading about Jesus. Yeah? And, you know, in your friend groups, whatever, in the connect groups, when you come together, hey, look at this. I read this in John today. I read this about Jesus. We just encourage each other as we're reading the same together. 24 hours of prayer. Um, we've done this before. If you're new to us, that's okay. What we do is that we try and pray for one 24-hour block from 6 a.m. on the Friday to 6 a.m. Uh, on the Saturday following Saturday. And at the back, Johnson. Johnson is modelling today a beautiful piece of paper <laughs> from my Hewlett-Packard range. Uh, what you do is you go on that bit of paper and say, during this half an hour slot, I'm going to be praying. I'm going to be praying for God to move at Living Grace Church. Um, and you can do more than one half an hour slot. You can do, if someone, you want to slot someone else is doing, put your name there as well, not a problem. But for, for a whole day, we're going to pray. I know it's Valentine's Day. And when some of you didn't realise you'd be up all night, Praying. I know people will have plans, but not everybody are big Valentine people. I am, obviously. <laughs> but I've heard somebody say, every day is Valentine's Day for Hazel. You can just ask her. It's like, you know. That's I know it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so if you've got particular plans, you know, if you're out in a, a nice restaurant at 8.30 on Valentine's night, just ask the waiter to hold your food for half an hour because you're going to pray together. No, just work around it. I understand that. But, you know, um, just put your name down. We've always managed to do this, and we will do it again. So that's, you can start putting your name for that now. That's not till the middle week in the three. And then I'll get that on Facebook as well, at email, so you can add your name in uh, if you don't put it in there as well. Um, if you want to meet two or more, if you want to meet with other people to pray, just on your own, you've got some friends, you want to go for a walk, you want to have a coffee together, you want to meet at someone's house and pray, then please feel free to match up. And then fasting, finally, fasting. Um, Richard spoke really well last week on the whole model of biblical fasting, which was really good. And, um, and we want to listen to that and be part of that. So if you want to give up food, you want to give up water, you want to give up drink, Whatever you want to do in order to humble yourself, to add power to your prayers, which I think is a phrase that Richard used, it's really good, then please do that, begging your pardon. But I also believe that in our culture, 
in the day and day, the day we live in, the days we live in, we will be foolish to ignore the fact that there are other things that crowd in to take our time. There's this horrible new thing on on iPhone. You can get a weekly report that tells you how much time you've spent looking at your screen. Turn it off. No, turn it on. And it reports you, you've spent 17 hours looking. You know, so I want to give us the opportunity. You can, yes, fast, I believe it's right to fast food, absolutely. And I'm going to be doing that. Um, But maybe for you, you're going to say, I'm not going to do any social media for one of those weeks or for three of those weeks or for one day in one of those weeks. I'm going to turn off my favourite programme and I'm going to spend time with God. It might, be, it might be that you decide, I'm, going to stop. I'm, not going to eat, I'm not going to drink coffee. I didn't say that. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to have chocolate. You're going to just say, God, this is my sac- act of sacrifice where I'm making space to hear from you. And you know what? Every time you feel the hunger pang, you're going to have a choice. Do I eat food or do I cry out to God? It's like the response is a trigger. God, I'm going after you. So what I've done on the back here, there's a grid. And there are down the side a list of options. And I really want you to be intentional about this. And that's why I really put it out here for you to see. But down the side there, you might have some of your own ideas. Um, but you might want to fast an activity. You might want to fast a food group. You might want to do a partial fast. Um, you might want to not eat. But you rather than do it for three weeks, there's some options of when you do it. So you might want to do a, um, a total fast during, the hour, during daylight hours during the week or during the weekend. You might want to do it on weekdays. There's loads of options for you to say, this is what I'm going to do. And, and, and Richard said as well, really correctly, I'm getting there, everybody. Um, you don't spread the word to everybody you're fasting. I think the point of that is that people used to say, oh, look at how spiritual I am. They make themselves look, I'm, I'm fasting because I'm a real Christian, right? And um, that's the point of that. But I think it would be good, and Richard mentioned this, in my house, you know, that Hazel knows I'm not eating at these times. And not only will she know, she can hold me a bit accountable. As my hand is going for the biscuit, <laughs> she dives in like Wonder Woman and, Can you see that? Can you see the picture? And it may be not someone in your house. There might be a partner that you want to say to them, look, I'm serious about this. Can I hold myself accountable to you? All right? You're not showing off. You're not making yourself a super spiritual person. I don't want to have all these back in so I know what everybody's going to do. It's for you with somebody else if you want to say, look, you know what? I'm not going to go on Instagram for every Wednesday of these 21 days. Okay? I'm not going to watch... What do you watch these days? I don't know. EastEnders, Match of the Day. I'm going to... At that time it's on, I'm going to go and I'm going to my room and I'm going to pray. Okay? I think... I, I, we're going after God. That's what I want us to see. We're going after Him. And we need Him. We need to hear from Him. We need to see him move. We need to, we want to encounter with him. If you are going to do a fast, a one-day fast, I'd ask you, can you do that on the Wednesday? If you're going to do one day a week, try and do it on the Wednesday. So that day, 
People who are fasting, again, we're all doing it on the same day. I think that's just good that we, I don't know, we just kind of the sense of being together, that if you get to 8 o'clock at the night and you're starving, you've got the pleasure of knowing, well, at least it's not only me who's starving, there's others around. You know what I mean? That's not a real good reason, but, but we do it together, okay? Um, take that home with you. Pray into it. I'll have some more for next week as well. Um, if you have any questions about the dates or times, you know, please come and speak. Um, but I, I really want to make this feel, not just feel, we are moving forward together. And we're not just talking about church that just meets on a Sunday. We're talking about going after God for 21 days where we're giving him space to speak to us. And actually, it's not just about us speaking to God. The goal is he speaks to us. Because if prayer just ends up with us upwards, something has to come back. We want to know his wisdom. We want to know his strength. We want to know about the way forward for a building. Amen? Okay, it might not all make sense right now, but I am here after the service. There'll be things going out through this week on email and Facebook um, as, we, as we just get the word out. But 21 days, we're giving ourselves 21 days. God, we want to hear from you. Amen? Are you excited? I'm excited. And as I say, those dates when we meet in Martin or wherever we meet, I will be there. And I don't mind or care, I actually do, both, if I'm the only one there. I do a little bit, but I'm saying, I will be there. So if you, if you come, and, and then you can join me, it's a, big, it's a fairly big room, you can get 20 people in it, you know, a space to walk around, a space to cartwheel, if that's what you do, roly-polies, whatever, okay? But have some music on, but we're going to engage with the presence of God. Amen. Let's stand, shall we? It is time to engage with the kingdom of darkness. We have to stop surviving. You might not be just surviving. I'm not saying we all are. And start thriving. Nice work. Yeah? time to engage with the enemy. David said, who will lead me to Edom? Who will lead me to my destiny? I was born to do this. Every one of us is born to engage with the kingdom of darkness. So I just want you to, if you're comfortable with this, just raise your hands out in front of you. Everybody's eyes closed. You can lift them high, you can keep them low, you can whatever. And I want you in this moment right now just to give yourself. <coughs> Say, God, I want to give myself, I want to give a little bit of myself to you in these 21 days. I realize I am part of the answer. It's not all about Dave and those that stand up here. That we, we are to move forward together and I'm going to play my role in going after you for wisdom, for, for the church, yes, but also for myself, for my family, for my business, for my marriage. I need wisdom. We're going to go to the strongest power in the universe and say, God, release some of that strength to us. 
Release your Holy Spirit over us. We're going to go to the one who owns a cattle on a thousand hills and say, God, give us a vision for our building. Give us a vision for our building. It might not be we get the building straight away, but God, give us a vision. Give us a view. Give us a direction. Give us a blueprint. Give us a, give us a firmness uh, about how we are to be for the next month, two months, six months, year. God, we want to know. We want to put our roots down, Jesus. Jesus. And I pray that this 21 days won't just be about getting stuff done. I pray it will be about encounters which transform people's lives. I pray for hurts to be healed. I pray for marriages to be restored. I pray for sicknesses to leave in the name of Jesus. I pray for eyes to be opened. I pray for the dead things that are attaching themselves to us to be stripped off in the name of Jesus. And I'm praying, dear God, that we will come alive in these 21 days. Not only as a church, but individually in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God, I want to bless these people, Lord. I thank you for their heart, their love, their commitment over the many years, but especially over the last six months. God, I want to thank you for their great love, for their great faithfulness, for their great determination to hold after you, to hold on to you. Would you bless them, I pray, God, in their marriages, bless them in their jobs, in their finances, bless them in their spirit, their mind, and their body, and their soul. Bless them, bless them, bless them, bless them. Jesus, they are yours. They are yours forever. God, you gave yourself for us. And we look to live for you, Jesus. So I speak your blessing over everyone. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 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 So let me just remind you. I've forgotten what I was going to remind you of. 24 hours of prayer. If you want to get a name down now in the slot you want, some slot you really want, get your name down.